most, but I do a lot. I'm gonna make a toast because we still alive. Because of his contract, and they're not gonna trade him. I feel like then I shoot the shot. You know, I'm coming in hot. I think you're right. Kevin's gone. I think Kevin's gone either way. I don't think Kevin's gonna stay. I think Kevin has literally made up in his mind um, that he's going elsewhere. I mean, I don't know if he's gonna leave California. Mm. Um, I think if he leaves California, it's only to the New York Knicks. Um, and and he's only gonna go to the New York Knicks if they can land another All Star. Sure. Um, but did you also hear about the drama today? Um, at the Combine? Um, no. So the Combine started today, kicked off. Zion was a no-show. Um, Barrett, RJ, was a no-show as well. Um, but uh, Zion's stepfather... He showed up in. and said that he was perfectly fine with playing for the Pelicans. Yeah, not only was he perfectly fine, but he was really, really excited and looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they have, he has absolutely no intentions at all of Staying. returning to Duke for his sophomore season. So, I mean, I think there's probably a lot of merit to that. I mean, especially because of the fact that even though there were like the rumblings that we talked about yesterday um, going through the NBA, like it, it really isn't Zion's character. Sure. To snub somebody. But um, I also read that he, you know, he hasn't signed an agent still. He still hasn't signed his shoe deal. Mm-hmm. But that but that was also part of the discussion today that his stepfather said, like, you know, they're, work, they're working through each of those individual processes. Sure. Um, in their small, or in, like, as he called it, Zion's very small group of trusted individuals or whatever. And those individuals include like his mom, um, him as the stepdad and then coach K from Duke. So um, I think that to me was the biggest thing that made me feel like, yeah, he's probably going to the NBA. If coach K is in there in the group, like helping um, him get ready. Well, helping him to helping advise him, I should say. Sure. I mean, and, and for some people, it might seem a little bit odd. Like, well, wouldn't Coach K want Zion to come back to Duke? And yeah. I mean, I think the answer is obvious. Like, yeah, everybody would love, everybody that's part of the Duke organization would love Zion to come back to Duke. Right. But Coach K genuinely cares about the best um, and well, and you know, the well-being and the best for his players that yep. have played for him. He really loves him. Like, I don't know if you saw the documentary uh, Earn Everything um, that was released this year about this Duke team. It's really, really, really good. If you ever get a chance to, like, watch it, it's really, really good. It followed the Duke team this year. So RJ and um, and Zion and Cam Reddish and Trey Jones and, like, that, that core group. Yeah. And obviously everybody else on the team, too. But... Um, so you got to really see like the behind the scenes stuff and you, and you know, everybody knows coach K is like this great coach, sure. you know, but he in the documentary, like really, really definitely showed that he loved all the players that play for him. Um, he really, really cares deeply about them. And so I think for sure, for me, 
hearing that Coach K is advising part of the you know advising group right for Zion, I think that really solidified for me that you'll see him in the NBA. He's not mm. going to pull out. No. And um, and yeah, so um, yeah, but outside of that, Cam Reddish. Yeah. Did you hear what he said? Yes, I did. You want you want to give me your thoughts on what he said? Well, well, okay, so you know, so he came out. He was asked, "Would he?" He was asked if he thought he would be better, a better become a better NBA player than both RJ and Zion, and he said, "I think so." What are your thoughts on that? Um, for me, man, Cam, he. Has a lot of upside, but I think it's too early to tell. I think that's the right thing for him to say. You know, if you get asked that question, what are you going to be like? No, I think they're going to be better than me in the future. Like, (laughs) you know, I don't think that's the right way to go about doing that or to have your persona come off. Because, I mean, that's like like somebody asks you, are you going to perform better than, you know, these other new guys that are starting the job with you? And you say, ah, probably not. <laughs> like, what? What? Uh, what does that say about you? Like, aren't you going to try to get there? You know, I think so. I think that's the right thing to say. Is it the truth? Time will tell. But it is. It's arguable. <laughs> is it arguable? I mean, I get what you're saying, though, and I agree too. Like, the, when you get asked a question like that, you're really you kind of put up against a rock right. and a hard place. So you have right. to say you have to say that. I think um, so. But like <laughs> but is there is it really debatable? Do you think like is there really room for argument with that or I mean like, until until their their seasons are over, we really don't know at this point. I I and I don't know if we've really seen full Cam Reddish potential yet either. Um well we I don't yeah, I definitely don't think we've seen that. I think he played third fiddle right all year at Duke. Um, when when Zion was hurt with his knee injury, there were a couple games that I was like, "Oh man, Cam Reddish is just killing it right now." Sure, like he you know was putting up some crazy points. Yep, and you know he was doing more than shooting; he was driving, and I kept wanting, I kept wondering like where that Cam was when when you know Zion was around and was back. But right. I mean, it is very, it is very. Um, it's a very good point, at least, to think about that, you know, maybe he literally couldn't be that person when mm-hmm. Zion was around. And so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll, I think I agree, you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. I think, um, I think I just would have liked to see more out of him still with the touches that he did have when Zion was around. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I want him to do well, but right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, as an individual, can sit here and say that I agree that yeah, he's going to be better than both of them. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting either way. I mean, there's so much, and the other player that I think nobody's really talking about is tackle fall, and I know. You're not into all the big guys and all that stuff, but I think he could really be an interesting player coming into the NBA if he does get drafted, which I 
I think it'd be stupid not to draft him. Somebody should. Oh, he'll. Yeah, he'll get drafted. I don't know where, and I don't know how high. I mean, is he just going to be another Greg Oden, or is he going to be the next Yao Ming? You know, we really don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's a good argument to make. Like, even though, um, even though Zion still ended up winning. Right, you know, in that matchup, yep. he that was a he made game. it really, really hard for Zion. Yep, but I and he would did... make it hard for anybody. I mean, and that's oh yeah, that's that's where he would definitely be a, a big force to have. I think just there's going to be other struggles that he'll have to get over, but they're all really young. So let's see what yeah. happens. Did you see the uh, the specs on on Taco? Yes, um, I'm really into 538. If you've never checked out the stats on Taco Fall, you need to look that up uh, with them. They have amazing stats, and he is literally on his own chart. with like He's, he's in another world with his, his uh, college stats. Like Nobody can touch the kind of numbers that he puts up uh, in like the history of the game since they started tracking college stats. So... That's where I think he's really, really unique, and people maybe don't are underestimating the potential, you know, in the right system. I mean, he was literally everything for that team, but he could be everything for an NBA team and add to something that's already going on in a big way if he's used right and if he can, you know, improve on some of his weaknesses, which I think he's a little bit slow. Uh, like, you know, defensively, he might struggle a little bit, but he's so big, he compensates for a lot of that. So. Yeah, as far as like his attributes go, like his physical attributes, I have like a comparison between him and Yao Ming. So I mean, like Yao Ming was yeah. like massive. Yao Ming dwarf made like yes. as far as height goes, Shaq. Was he made Shaq, Shaq. Well. Yeah, right, right. So you got like so you have Yao Ming at seven foot six inches and one quarter. Right, and Taco's sitting at seven seven. Right, um, Yao Ming is is was sitting at two ninety six. Weight yeah. 296 pounds and tacos right. 289. Right. Um, this is where it gets crazy though. You know, the wingspan for Yao Ming was seven foot four and three quarters, right? And the wingspan for arms. taco is eight foot two in two and a quarter inches. Yep, his standing reach, Yao Ming was nine foot seven at standing, like his standing reach, right? And taco, taco, just so it's just standing on the ground, raising your arms up. Taco stands, his standing reach is 10 feet, two and a half inches. Wow. So, I mean, you can see just off of that standing reach. Yep. Like, even for players like Zion, who have this massive, like, otherworldly, like, uh, vertical. Size, ability, strength. There's, like... That is, it's obvious why it's difficult. It would be difficult even for those players, like players mm-hmm. like Zion, like we saw when they played UCF. Right. Is you know Taco when you, if you oh, ten foot two, yeah, it just that's his hand. So his right. hand reaching up is taller than the rim. Right. So exactly. then you add you add him also jumping right. into that, and of course, like even people with incredibly ridiculous verticals are going really to struggle. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think somebody should definitely give Taco a look. Yeah. Especially because I think you could uh, you could 
have Taco Tuesdays at your <laughs> arena, and I am always, 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 let's do always it. Always down for any kind of taco promotions. Oh my gosh, that's so great! So yeah, I mean, if he taco came to Tuesdays Mil- with Taco if he, Fall, yeah. If he came to Milwaukee and the only thing that he ever did for us was brought Taco Tuesdays to the Fiserv, oh my he, god, I would, I would be forever grateful. <laughs> so, so you know, hey, you know, Milwaukee, That's so funny, Milwaukee Bucks. I think uh, maybe you should look into that. Yep, I agree. So, it's a great idea. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like the. That was kind of the drama of the of the uh, combine the today. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not too much really going on, and obviously the Warriors won. Um, Real and... quick though, we should probably just say hello to everybody. Yes, hello. Midway through our <laughs> podcast today, <laughs> we, we just didn't, been we didn't see you there. Steamrolling. How long? How long have you guys been standing there? I didn't even notice. Yeah, this is uh this is Attack the Rock podcast. We're, we're getting really into the swing of things here. <laughs> a couple of, a couple episodes and we just didn't even open up. We just we went for it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, again, you know, I'm Tyler Kepke. Ben Gumness talking about basketball on Attack the Rack here. Obviously just like, like said, every Tyler, day. Sorry to <laughs> sorry to cut you up there. No, that's okay. Yeah. We're very thankful for all of our listeners, everybody listening. Um, I just always want to make sure that everybody knows that. Yep. Um, definitely, I know I speak for Ben when I say that, too. Like, we're all very thankful um, for the shares. Um, people are sharing our stuff. People are yep. trying to get, you know, their friends to follow us, too. Um, you know, we really appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, all of our social media, come and follow us. Come and find us um, at ATR, the podcast, on Twitter. Um, you know, Attack the Rack podcast on Facebook and also Attack the Rack podcast on um, the Instagram with underscores in between each word. So, yeah, come and find us if you're not following us already um, and you'll get instant updates for when our new episodes come mm-hmm. out, as well as some interesting things that we see throughout the day and share. And yeah, I mean, it's a good time. Social media is always a good time if you're staying away from the crazies but anyway and you're talking about basketball that's the that's that's right if you need an escape if you need an escape from your from your social media you know (laughs) normal crowd come and find us so it's gonna be interesting for sure but yeah yeah, back to the game tonight yeah we had you know what i was rather yeah, you know what I was what I'm most interested about the game is not not so much like the outcome. Like, I mean, Portland kind of blew it, but like I don't know. It it's we're talking about the Warriors here, you know what I mean? Like they're never out of the game. And when you have and the, the and two Portland was leading the whole game almost, just like the game Oh yeah, right. with the Bucks and the Raptors, they were yep. up 90% of the time. Maybe more, yeah. and they had a lead of seventeen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was kind of like the tale. It was kind of like the tale of two halves, though. For for like, um, Art or uh, Lillard and Three J, because right, yeah. Like CJ was out there, you know, doing his thing in the first half, and Lillard was 
you know, Lillard put up a goose egg in the first quarter. Yeah. Um, but then things switched. And then, like, second half comes out and 3J kind of ghosts everybody. He's nowhere to be found, really. And then yeah. Lillard is trying, you know, doing stuff. But, man, the story of the day, though, if you ask me, is, you know, the Curry brothers. And oh, yeah. The that was you know, really obviously, crazy. yeah, obviously Steph, you know, is is an all-star, a superstar, Mm-hmm. Um and first ballot Hall of Famer, like no doubt about it. Yeah, but like you know Seth Curry, I I was saw they were talking about him a little bit. He's got a pretty cool story, you know. He I think he played for two, if I remember correctly, he played for two different G League teams. Mm-hmm. You know he yep. he he did end up going to Duke, but it wasn't where he started. He started out at Liberty, um, and then he ended up transferring to Duke. Um, he went undrafted. And, you know, he just, like, worked his tail off, and he got himself an opportunity in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, there, and you know, he much different, much right. different path than than Steph. But they're both there. And, you know, there, Seth Curry on the Blazers really kept them in the game. If it wasn't yep. for him, in, especially down the stretch, they, it was a completely plays. different game. Yep. Yeah, he locked down. Percentage. Yeah, he locked down Steph. A couple times he stole he stole the ball from him yep. a couple times he that stole was really some passes cool. from him a couple times um so it's definitely uh it was Deep cool to watch team. yeah it was real cool to watch my my question for you though and this is what i'm most interested about this what if you had two children okay <laughs> I mean, we know That's that you have, have more four. than yeah. <laughs> you have two and some to spare. Um, no, but I'm saying like imagine you have two children that are both doing the same thing. One at a really, really, really high level sure. and the like other one you know, yeah, like you like and the other one that's like doing it and, and making it, but not even close to the same level as your older one. Mm-hmm. And then and then now here they are. First of all, the dynamic of how do you how do you go about you know making it clear that you're not playing favorites? Um, you know, how do you go about, you know, on the one hand telling the one child that is, you know, killing it that we're really proud of you while at the same time not discouraging and making your other kid who's kind of you know, run of the mill. Sure, sure. Um, you know, feel like he is, you know, underperforming in your eyes or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, like, I how would you handle that? This is a different situation compared to, you know, maybe anything else because both these guys have made it. Like, they are at the pinnacle of the sport that they are getting paid millions of dollars to play. And both performing at a higher level than the average human being. And this is just a bonus to me. Like as a parent, I'm just excited for both of them. It's kind of like if you were to be like, uh, I don't know, like you're at a a basketball or you're just playing around and it's like, all right, whoever wins, I'm happy for you. You know, (laughs) like it's not a, they make a big deal out of it, but because it is a big deal, because it is the pinnacle of their careers, uh, you know, for both of them, it would be huge to go on to this next game or series rather. Um, but they have both made it like, 
yes, one of them is going to be very disappointed at the end of this game, but they're going to be able to continue to play next year and, you know, possibly many years after that at a very high level. And I think, you know, especially with the way Seth is playing, if you're looking at it from his point of view, if they don't win this series, I don't see this being the end of the world for him. He can always come back and, and play for millions more again. <laughs> you know, so I think at this point it's all cheese. That's my my thought process. But Like if the Portland Trailblazers beat the Warriors, nobody's going to sit back and be like, wow, are the Portland Trailblazers a better talented team than the Golden State Warriors? The answer to that is obviously no. I they mean, are not. Are you going to have some kind want. of animosity if you're Steph and Seth's team beats you? Like, you guys are not supposed to lose to the Portland Trailblazers. And now they beat you in this series. Obviously, it doesn't look like it's going to happen at this point. But in this case, what is your... Like, if you are you always going to have, like, a... <laughs> to your brother after that? Or is it going to be... Yeah, I don't know. I think it would be really different if I hadn't won three championships. <laughs> if, you know, if neither of us won any championship and then, you know, my brother's team beat my team, then, yeah, I would, there would be animosity. There'd be problems, huh? <laughs> but if I won three championships and my brother's team beats me, even if they continue to go on and then actually win the championship themselves, sure. which they still might not even do, I would be like, yeah, well, come find me when you have two more. Mm-hmm. You know, or come find me when you have the same amount as I do, because sure. maybe by the time you get two more, I'll have two more, you know? Right. So, like, it, it kind of comes down to that point where, you know, Steph is going to continue to have bragging rights in his relationship with right. his brother until, right. you know, somehow, you know, Seth can come out and match him for championships. Right. And that's kind of how I would feel, too. I would be like, well, you know, really the bragging right lands in championships. That yep. kind of that kind of like answers all of the questions about who's better and who, do, you know. Sure. With, like, LeBron and Kobe and MJ, like, who yep. is the best player that's ever played, you know, things like that. It always tends to break down to championships. And and honestly, that's kind of where I would be, too. I'd be like, yeah, well, congratulations on beating us this one time. You know, good for you. We're really all happy for you because it's about time you actually carried your weight or something, you know? <laughs> like, it. It, there there would be it's like it's it's like seriously winning a championship for me is such an old hat sure you know finally about time you got to the party you know so Ooh, it would that's kind of yeah so i guess that would be my answer it really depends it really depends on like do do neither of us have championships sure. do i have or are we talking specifically like i'm sorry i the, get more specific tyler Ugh. Yeah, well, you should know with me, I need very, very, very specific guidance. If you're going to ask me something, I need, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, really push to get very clear, well-defined, what does this word mean? That's why I appreciate you, man. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you too. Oh my gosh. I know. Here we are having a moment on the podcast. All right. Let's see. Off the cuff. 
Um, if you were coaching a basketball team, okay, what offense would you choose to run, and mm. why? What offense would I choose to run? Yeah, like I don't need specifics here, even though I literally just went on a rant. But like, you know, <laughs> would you run like, would you run like the spread? Would you, you know, try sure. to like do pick and roll? Would you try to, you know, run the triangle? Sure, would sure. You, I think, you know, I think for me, if I was going to coach, um, it really, really depends on the talent that I would have. But I love, I love the pick and roll. Um, I think that that's. There's so many opportunities. It opens everything up and you can run so much around it so that you don't have to, you know, get too crazy with it. That's just the fun part of basketball. It just changes everything up. But I would probably be much more, I'd be very transitional like most, you know, NBA teams are now too. At least most of the better teams are. But uh, it's all about getting the ball up and beating them down the court. But again, if you have a player like Taco Fall, you know, and uh, you got to work it a little bit around the corner. Maybe you do switch and you play more of a setup offense so you can get him the ball easier. So it depends on the team, but I would really like to do lots of pick and rolls and then also uh, just anything in transition. Anytime you can beat him down the court, I think, is, is really key. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Nothing so. beats quick running and gunning. Yep. And it's just fun basketball, too. <laughs> yeah, it can be sloppy basketball as well. Can be, but highly entertaining, usually highly rewarding. And, of course, not when you and me are playing. Never sloppy when you and me are playing. Never. We, have, we bring grade A control and grade A, yeah, grade A all across the board. <laughs> so... Um, that about yeah. wraps it up, I think. I think it does for sure. So good Thank luck you guys for listening. Yes, go Bucks today. Yep. We can do it. Let's. What do you think? We gotta. We're gonna. Should we call us? I don't want to say it. You know what? I'm not gonna say anything. I don't wanna. I don't wanna jinx it. I'm gonna say something. Everybody, what? No, don't. You're gonna jinx it. Let's just say no, goodbye and we go. Oh. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Oh God. He's going to say it. <laughs> <laughs>